Welcome. 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 Um, welcome. Welcome to the Feeling Great Show. With Luke. I'm Fionn. And this show is designed to get you happier. Healthier. And into incredible shape. Let's make sure we enjoy the show. Strap yourself in. This is going to be a long ride, a long journey, but some very important and actionable steps for if you want to be successful in all areas of your life. Now, just before we intro the podcast, we were talking about, it's not just about your business. It's about your family, your friends, your enjoyment, your money, your overall outlook on life and how to be successful with that. And also, I think a very important word is how to be content with that as well. Because at the end of the day, people can classify success as a different thing. So someone could see running one or multiple businesses as being successful. But if, say, for example, they maybe don't have a good relationship with their partner, they don't have a great relationship with their kids, and they're not happy in their body shape, and they're deeply unhappy, I wouldn't class that as a successful life. I would look at the other person that had a, a great business, but also had an amazing family life and had a great relationship with their partner and was happy and had a great physique to pull it off day in, day out, 365 days a year as being a highly more successful person, even if that other bloke may be earning another zero on what the other person's earning. Remember, it's about success in all areas of life. And that's what we're going to focus on today. Now, what gives Fionn and I the credit to talk about it? The fact that we coach people day in, day out who run hugely successful businesses, but also we coach people who have great family lives. We've seen what works with them. And also we've seen what, what doesn't work with other people. So by using these key skills, you can literally increase your productivity, energy, happiness, health straight away off the bat. So I'm going to go straight in with our first point of the day. And it is something that we talk about quite a lot on this show. But the reason that we do that is because it is so important. It's planning your day and planning your week. Now, the reason that makes people successful is because they, first of all, understand that having set times and set tasks is going to increase their efficiency in everything that they do, which will in turn allow them more time to spend on whatever they want. It could be enjoyment. It could be their family or it could be putting more into their business um, or, or their job, their study, whatever that they are focused on, on um, academically, if you like. It's important because what you don't understand is you will have so much time during your day, little pockets of time that you're wasting. And I'm victim of it. I know you're probably victim Definitely. of it. Everyone will be victim of it. And until you actually sit down and just write down one day, at the end of the day, write down one day, what have I done today and at what times did I do it and how long did it last? And you will see that you have probably spent at, at least an hour of time, at least, doing nothing. Potentially scrolling, potentially sitting down watching TV, potentially having a nap, potentially, you know, not optimizing what you could do in a day. It's also very important because if you're someone who wants to be highly successful in any area of your life, you need to be on the ball to the point where you can't forget things. You need to be in the right frame of mind for whatever you're doing. So for us, for example, if we were going in to coach a client and we've completely forgot that we had that client and we rush up, we turn up late, or maybe we're on time and we're just a little bit flustered, your output and your, your focus, your clarity in that pocket of time is not gonna be 100%. And if you want to be successful, everything that you do that is gonna complement either your business or your family life or your own personal self 
wants to be of 100%. And just to add, it doesn't have to be minute details. It can literally be what time you wake up, just do morning routine. You know how long a morning routine takes you, so account for that. If you meditate, if you journal, cold shower, whatever you do, breakfast, coffee, that's going to take 40 minutes or half an hour job. Then you want to go for a walk. Well, that's a 30 minute walk. So you need to reverse engineer it to make sure you're at work in time. So if your standard work is eight o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, and you know you need an hour to get ready, then you need to make sure that you're waking up at 6.45 to be ready for work at eight o'clock. But then you need to get seven to eight hours sleep in per night. So then you need to clock back in what time you need to be getting to bed. And then you need your evening routine. So already you've set yourself up for success. The problem with most people, they'll sit on the sofa, fall asleep with a neck crank, and they've literally like, they've walked in with this wonky neck, and they're like, yeah, energy's not on point today. And I'm like, oh, what time did you go to bed then? Well, I fell asleep in front of the sofa. I, I watched another series, didn't I? And then I'm like, oh, so what time did you nod off? Well, I did three hours on the sofa, four hours in bed. Well, that's a really good start, isn't it? You know, where's your gym kit? Why are you training brogues for? <laughs> didn't plan my gym kit. It's, it's so, so simple. What have you eaten today? I just went to the ca- garage and I had a, um, a BLT or, you know, the breakfast sandwich. Yeah, yeah. You know, the one that's like the long life breakfast sandwich that looks absolutely horrendous. You know, I had one of those, but it's got protein in it, so it counts. All these conversations Fiona and I have on a daily, weekly, yearly basis. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple change to make in terms of preparing your food, being organized, having your gym kit, having water on you. And people will say they're too busy, but if you were that busy, you'd have to plan. Mm-hmm. Because that's the truth. If you were that much of a busy person, you would have to have a plan, an organization, and you actually have a VA or a PA do it for you. So the truth is you can't be that busy because if you were so, so busy, you'd have to literally sit down and go, look, I'm going to collapse because my bandwidth can't control all that. But that's the rant over again. Hell, hate it went into that hard. Now, what we're always going to say as well, most successful people that we know train first thing and or they move first thing. Now, the argument being, if you start work early and you go, I haven't got time, that's understandable. Train in the evening. However, what we've seen time and time again is if you get up early, even though you don't want to do the workout, it's done. It's a tick box. Whatever happens in your day happens. Remember that. If you've planned gym for 5.30, 6 p.m. And then what happens is a meeting overruns. There's a problem at work. The kid's sick, so you've got to take them um, back from school. The, the partner, something's happened. You then can't get the gym in. So my best advice, or our best advice, is get the workout done first thing. It's tick box, it's done. You can go to work with a fresh head. Not to mention, you, you feel more active and you feel more productive because of it, and you haven't got that dread. Especially now, summer season. Yeah, We're looking at like nice weather, going for a nice walk in the evening with your partner, getting the paddle boards out, maybe going for a sea swim. If you're lucky enough to live in this area, sucks if you don't. But, um, <laughs> ouch. Ouch, yeah. If you don't live on the coast, you're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> See, the city people love the winter, don't they? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to the summer, We're it's, winning. it's like, you know, people that work in offices, they, they hate it in the summer, but love it in the winter. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the builders that hate it in Vice the summer. Vice versa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I would just say with that one. So make sure, if you can, get up, set your alarm earlier, get that workout done. Is it always the best time to train first thing? I'd argue probably not. You're not as warmed up as you used to be. Maybe you haven't got as much energy. However, it's better to do the workout and get it done rather than wait until later on and not get it done. Yeah. Remember, there's no perfect. We're just trying to set yourself up for the best possible 
a chance of success. Also, just quickly jumping in on that as well. When you do things first thing, sometimes that you don't want to do or something that you know is going to give you benefit, but it's going to be hard. You're, what's the saying? It's eating the frog. So eat the frog. Eating yeah. the frog. So you're basically, you're, you're doing something first thing that you potentially don't want to do, which in turn builds momentum throughout the rest of your day so that any hard task or anything that comes up that might cause a little bit of frustration or anything that's going to be challenging, you've, you've actually started that day with momentum and saying, actually, look, I've done something that I already don't want to do. So everything in turn is going to become a lot, a lot, lot easier. And I, I do fully agree with the whole thing of, you know, things will come up during your day that throw you off your daily plan that we talked about um, just before. So if you have your set of non-negotiables done, first thing, anything that comes up afterwards shouldn't be too much of a hassle because you've already got your main workload done. I'm going to move on to um, your diet, now your nutrition, whatever you want to dress it up as is more important than you actually think. It's important to obviously your body, your weight, um, how you perform, but it's also if you want to be successful, it's very important to be eating unprocessed foods or foods which at times of day aren't going to make you slow down or lag as I like to call it. Now, a while ago, um, I remember you telling me, you know, that mid-afternoon slump that a lot of people get or the midday slump that a lot of people get. And, and one of the most important things um, or one of the most apparent things is a heavy carb lunch. So what people don't realize is that the food that you put in your body is obviously going to dictate on how you perform and how you feel. So if you're someone, and I'm not saying you have to do this every day, it's a, it's a prime example, you have person A and person B. Person A is having a, a very light chicken salad with a piece of fruit and maybe a homemade smoothie for lunch. Person B is having um, a sausage roll, a packet of crisps, a chocolate bar, and then maybe you know a box of mango, for example. So they're still having a little bit in there, a little bit of protein, blah, blah, blah. How do you think you're going to perform after both of those meals? And I can honestly guarantee that you will be looking back on this and thinking, when I say this, when you eat a meal that you know is good for you in terms of it's full of um, your vitamins, full of your minerals, got a good serving of protein, plenty of veggies on the plate, how much better do you feel after eating that, say for example, example uh, salmon, rice and veggies, instead of the burger? Now we all love the burger, but how does it make us feel after we've eaten it? So to rewind, what I'm getting back to is if you want to perform, if you want to be successful at a high level, your diet is very important and it's going to dictate your energy and how you feel. If you're someone who is going to an office job in the morning, realistically is 100 grams of oats with chocolate spread and a banana probably your best option? Probably not because those carbs are going to sit heavy with you. You're going to slump. Your energy is going to be draining. Remember, your carbohydrates are going to fuel you for performance and are going to give you energy. But if you don't need the energy, why are you filling yourself with it? So just having a, having a little strip back and look at there. I'm sure you could add something. The last thing I don't add is on Friday, um, I went to Peak District. So I took Phil out for lunch. We sat down at Burger and Chips. I sat in the car. And as soon as I sat in the car with my friend, we were driving up. I could barely keep my eyes open. I had zero concentration. And that just shows the effect that that burger and chips had on me on a Friday afternoon. Now, granted, I was a passenger, so it wasn't the end of the world. However, if I went back to the office or we were trying to do some work... I wouldn't function properly. We're not saying don't eat burger and chips or processed food. What we're saying is there's a time and a place. And the time and a place is usually a Friday evening, a Saturday evening, 
maybe a Sunday roast, those kind of things. Plan the enjoyable meals a bit more around your downtime and then keep your structure with your high quality foods around your work, your productivity, your training. You'll mm-hmm. get so much more out of it. Mm-hmm. So a nice simple one, and we don't need to literally go on about this for ages. Drinking midweek is an absolute no-no. Now, remember, this topic is about five habits of successful people. If you don't want to succeed in business, family, life in general, then by all means, drink two, three, four pints a night. But there is no way that drinking two to three, four pints a night is going to increase your energy, make you feel better about yourself. You're only going to feel more tired, more fatigued, less productive. And not to mention as well, you're going to be spending 20 quid a night doing that now. Yeah. So if we're talking about a cost implication of it and people can't afford coaches, trainers, you know, gym memberships, etc. You're blowing more than 10 quid. It's now over five pound a pint. Easy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to be blowing 11 quid a day just on drinking two pints. And Fionn and I aren't against drinking. I drink probably a weekend now. I probably drink maybe maybe two pints. I'd say more Saturday. so than you used to. Yeah, I never yeah. used to drink at all. So I maybe drink like, you know, two pints on a Saturday. I might drink one on a Sunday. So on average, I'm drinking like three pints a week. But that's a weekend that doesn't have an effect of my body the next few days and so on. If I was going to eight pints in one go, that would definitely have a massive effect. But don't be fooled by thinking one or two drinks in the evening won't make a big difference. It does. It has a huge effect on your energy, productivity, and in terms of feeling good. If you are using alcohol as a way to um, de-stress and as a release, you've got it wrong. You need to look at methods that allow you to unwind without the alcohol. Alcohol should be something that is an enjoyable thing for social occasions, but not used as a release. If you want a release, go to the gym. If you want a release, go for a run, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, meet a friend, meditate. You got it. Mindfulness. Bang. You don't need to be drinking two, three, four pints of alcohol and going, I've had a stressful day at work. You need to learn to manage the stress at work as much as possible. But understand there's always going to be stress and what you can do to kind of get yourself away from it and allow you to switch off. We'll share this last one, I think. We'll do a point each or two points each. Obviously, I think saving the best will last sometimes. Sleep. Now, sleep is so important. And we were having a conversation before we started the podcast um, about sleep and how it is actually quite hard to fit everything in the day and how to actually look after your sleep. And a lot of people don't make it a priority, which is why sleep gets affected and why people don't actually optimize as much sleep as they as they do get. And um, like we were saying, when we were planning the day and planning the week, it's actually planning your wake-up time and your bedtime so that you do get that optimal seven minimum up to eight, nine hours of sleep. Now, ideally, you don't want to be sleeping for 10 hours because I'd say that's overkill and you're probably oversleeping and you're probably not doing as much in a day as you could be. If you're a manual labor kind of person, maybe there's a bit of argument there. Um, but in terms of your, your, your wake-up time and your bedtime, you want to be allowing yourself half an hour to wind down before you actually go to bed. Um, and that means no phones, no TVs, no distractions. Maybe get your head down into a book or maybe you go for a nighttime wind-down walk or maybe you just sit and you think over things, maybe you journal. There's lots of different methods that you can do without sitting on one of these kind of things before you are going to bed, which are gonna allow you to wind down and improve your sleep quality. Then from that point onwards, you wanna be planning half 10, you go to bed, you wind down for half an hour, asleep for 11 o'clock. You need to be then waking up minimum at six o'clock 
no distractions. What can you? What else can you add in? Nothing. It's it's perfect. Yeah. I don't say anything else than that. That's and the like, first time you said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> and like Fionn said, like you, when you look back on it, you you skip it back. You realize actually, if you're if you're in bed at half ten and you're waking up at six, you've still got a bloody long day and to achieve. But remember, the extra hour sleep buys you back more energy and more productivity because you're not lagging in the afternoon. People don't get that. They think that five hours gives them better, but the two hours you're awake longer, you lose out because you're running at about fifty percent all day. Whereas if you're getting seven to eight hours, you're potentially running at 100%. So you're buying back more time. The argument could be with a gym, three hours a week, four hours a week. You're buying back more energy and productivity. Mm. The same with the cost of a trainer, the cost of food. You're giving your health an improvement, which means you buy back more energy time. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to. So that's for another topic. I'm just going to jump in one more tiny little point there. Just one more thing. I've also noticed as well with myself, I will consistently, because I've made it a non-negotiable for myself now to get at least seven hours sleep per night. But I know that if I go to bed at a regular time, let's say 10 o'clock, half past 10, and sleep my seven hours through that way, in comparison to if I go to bed at 11 or half 11 and sleep my seven hours through that way, whichever time I wake up, I know if I've got a regular time which I'm going to bed and a regular time which I'm waking up, even though I'm still getting my seven hours either way, I perform better with yeah. that regular time. Do you know that's a good point, Duel? I'm, I'm going to keep that in. We're not going to cut that. That's a, <laughs> that's a good point. That is, I tell you what, that is. It's a, true, though, from I've personal never, experience. I've never said that, but I completely agree with you. Yeah. Same point. I'm going to add a point, right? Because <laughs> Ping pong points. What, what you're saying is right, because when I used to wake up on a weekend, I used to have a line on a Sunday. Mm. So I used to go to bed at, say, like 12 or 1, and then wake up at like 7 or 8. And it used to, I used to feel more knackered. Yeah. Actually, if I go to bed, with a, let's be honest sorry jumping again that you're not in an ideal world we're going to go out everyone's going out I'm going out this weekend come on let's be honest we can't go to bed at the same time and wake up every single day mm. what me and Fiona are saying is manage your best day as many days as you can and the odd day here and there won't be affected or affect as much the problem is like Fionn's saying you go to bed at one o'clock oh but I still get seven hours in but then the next day you go to bed at 11 o'clock. Your sleep hygiene is all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're not setting yourself up for the best chance to a day. And that's what this podcast is all about. And we'll wrap it up there. You want to finish? No, you go. We're done and dusted. Back with another podcast next week. Always bringing you content for you to apply, for you to, to, to gain knowledge from, and for you to share and like if you do enjoy the show as well. But we will see you soon.